This is K.M. Wyland, and you are listening to the 326th episode of the Helping Writers Become Authors podcast. I am up to my elbows in revisions for my historical superhero work in progress, Wayfarer. My focus on this first run-through is downsizing its mammoth 200,000 word count, which is something I'm going to talk about more in today's podcast. I'm inching along on the goal of cutting 80,000, but it feels really great to streamline the prose. It's also making me focus more on what's at the heart of important scenes and distilling dialogue down to its leanest, most powerful essence. I'm also having fun going back to the beginning with these characters, especially my spunky nine-year-old pickpocket sidekick. I think she's quickly becoming one of my favorite characters ever. The latest post on my blog is Setup and Payoff the two equally important halves of story foreshadowing. Foreshadowing is a more complicated technique than you may know. To start with, make sure you have both these important halves checked off your list. To find the post, visit my site at helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com. And now I hope you enjoy this week's podcast entitled Your Nano Novel is a Hot Mess. How to edit your book. Yay, you wrote a book! Now, what are you supposed to do with it? Writing a manuscript often feels like a sprint to a finish line, but then you reach that finish line only to realize it's really just the beginning. In many ways, completing a first draft is the easy part of writing. The real business of writing begins when you have to sit down and figure out how to edit your book. Today, I'm going to show you how to navigate that potential minefield like a boss. January is an apropos month to be talking about how to edit your book. For many writers, November was National Novel Writing Month, December was crazy, and now here we are in January, otherwise known as the month of good intentions and cold hard facts. It's back to business in January, which means you have to face down that ugly nano novel that you had so much fun with and figure out how to turn it into something that is a rock solid story. Back in September, when I was prepping for a series of posts on preparing you to write a nano novel, I asked you what subjects you wanted me to write about. Mark Middlebrooks wins for the most memorable answer. He said, since I wrote my first novel, which I'm still wrapping up, I would like something like, your novel is a hot mess, how to save it. To which I told him that I'd probably have to steal that title. In my own writing, I wasn't nearly as speedy as all you nanoers. It took me all year to write my whopping monstrosity of a first draft for Wayfair. But since I finished it at the beginning of December, and am now just now diving into edits, I'm right there in the editing trenches alongside of you. So today, let's consider what it takes to skillfully edit your book into something publication-worthy. First thing we've got to talk about is the fact that editing and writing are really just two sides of the same coin. Writers sometimes approach them as if they're two different steps, and while they are, it's important to remember all the same principles apply to both. When it comes time to edit your novel, it's same song, second verse. With the exception of proofreading, there's nothing you're going to do or pay attention to during the editing phase that is any different from what you're trying to do while writing the first draft. Hopefully you are aware of good story principles, structure, character arcs, showing versus telling, etc. all the way through the writing of the first draft. If so, it will make your job much easier during the editing phase. By the same token, now that you are editing, please don't feel you need some kind of secret editing sauce. 
The same principles and techniques you use while writing your book are going to be your tools while editing. The only difference is that during the editing stage, your brain is no longer cluttered with the desperate frenzy of getting those words out. Now you have the leisure and focus to concentrate on checking all these important story elements off your list. You should know this by now. I'm a planner. I outline everything, even revisions. The reason editing can sometimes feel so overwhelming is because we're looking at the big picture. That is that sprawling, slobby thing we lovingly call our novel, without breaking it down into smaller, actionable steps. Gaping slack-jawed at the entirety of your raw first draft is like looking at the feast provided Scrooge by the spirit of Christmas present and thinking you're going to have to eat it all at one gulp. I'm going to make this easy for you and tell you the first step. Make a list. Write an outline, if you will, for everything you know needs checked, evaluated, or fixed in your current draft. Put plot-specific items in chronological order so you can address them scene by scene. Put overall considerations, which we'll get to in more detail in just one sec, in a master list, starting with the most important and working your way down to the fine details. Whenever I find myself overwhelmed by a necessary edit, the feeling is inevitably the result of lack of direction. Even ruthless critiques from beta readers become exciting when you have a plan for moving forward and making your story better. And what follows is by no means a complete list, in part because every book, indeed every draft, will have its own specific needs. But here's the basic master list of editing considerations that I focus on when diving into the choppy waters of a rough draft's first edit. Number one, single out your tick words. Let's start with one of the smallest integers you're going to have to keep an eye out for during your edit, tick words. These are words or phrases you've overused. Some will be your own unique pet words, which get overused in pretty much everything you write, but you'll probably end up with some new words that you used to distraction only in this particular project. While writing a first draft, I keep a running tally of words I think I'm overusing. The list will get added to as I'm editing and as my critique partners and editors report back to me. Using your list, you can, number one, run a global search replace in Word, replacing the suspect word with exactly the same word. This won't change anything in your manuscript, but it will tell you how many times the word appears. On occasion, a word I think I've overused actually doesn't show up that often. And number two, once you've determined you have overused the suspect word, run another global search replace, and this time replace the word with the same word, but in caps. This will force you to notice the word as you run across it while doing your other editing chores. You can pause, evaluate the context, and come up with an alternative for 90% of the occurrences. Number two, evaluate your word count. Word count is a crucial consideration whatever genre you're writing. Although it's important to realize that a story needs to be exactly as long as it needs to be, make sure you're staying objective about those needs. A word count that is either too long or too short can end up damaging both your publication chances and your reader's experience. Start by dividing your total word count into quarters. Remember, the quarter marks are where all your major plot points should hit. You want your word count to be pretty evenly divided between the structural quarters, 
which means you can't afford to delete or add the bulk of your necessary words in a single quadrant. Strive to keep things even. Now, if your word count is too short, consider character relationships and subplots. What can you flesh out to deepen your story? What parts feel skinny? Are any of your characters' motivations unclear? Look at your scene structure and make sure you're not skimping on any aspect, particularly the sequel or reaction half. Now, if your word count is too long, on the macro level, examine each scene for integrality. Can you cut an unnecessary minor character? Do any of your scenes or characters feel repetitious? Can you combine scenes? On the micro level, look for fluff words such as that or phrases that can be trimmed such as exchanging a lot of for many. Make sure you're not using two descriptors where one would do. Take a long hard look at dialogue scenes. Find the kernel of the conversation and eliminate all the throat clearing, repetition, and build up leading up to it. And for more tips on that, check out William Broha's great book, Write Tight. Number three, strengthen your story structure. The best way to approach structure is before writing your first draft. If you are aware of your major plot points and other structural moments going into your story, chances are good you emerged with a first draft that at the least knew where it was supposed to go. In the editing phase, your job is to strengthen the structure by making sure all the pieces are in their proper places and doing their proper jobs. Dividing your word count into fourths, as you did in the previous step, Well, help you analyze the timing of all your major plot points. Paying attention to structure will also allow you to identify potentially problematic areas, such as the dreaded saggy middle. The middle doesn't need to be a wasteland of pointless plotting. Make sure your second act is structured properly, and you'll have no trouble at all. Number four, strengthen your character arcs. Character arcs are perhaps the most difficult element to get right in the first draft. Even if you've properly built the arcs to correspond with the plot structure, the actual progression of a character's inner growth can get downright messy on the page. So evaluate your characters in each structural section of the story to make sure he's at the right place in his arc. And if you're uncertain of the building blocks needed for a powerful character, be sure to check out my series of posts on the subject, which you can find in the left-hand column on my blog. Number five. Reinforce your theme. Structure, character arc, and theme all work hand in hand. You can't make corrections to one without correcting the other two. Still, you need to evaluate your story's theme objectively to make certain it's pulling together with your plot and character. Although themes can and should be multifaceted, you don't want to end up with a main theme that's pulling in one direction while the theme that's being proven by your character's lie and truth is pulling in a different direction. For example, in Wayfarer, I started out writing what I thought was a story about respect for self and others, but realized by the end I was really writing a story about the meaning of truth. These two subjects are by no means incompatible, but it's now my job to make sure they harmonize as fluidly and powerfully as possible to create a single beaming theme at the story's heart. Number six, edit your prose line by line. Most of the above is concerned with macro content editing that will affect and direct your story as a whole. Only once you have the frame of your house erected 
can you concentrate on the interior decorating? But don't discount the decorating either. Great prose will set a book above its peers just as surely as great plot. Don't just focus on correct grammar, spelling, punctuation, but on the rhythm and flow of your sentences and the appropriateness of your word choices. Evaluate every sentence, every word. Are they saying exactly what you need them to say? Number seven. Finally, you're going to want to go typo hunting. This is the last step, like sweeping up all the sawdust after building that house. Although you'll definitely want to correct any typo you spot during the previous steps, don't make a point of hunting them down until you finish with your big edits. There's no point in vacuuming if you haven't yet finished with the mess. I only do two or three dedicated proofreadings during the entire life of my book. Number one, after my initial edits and before sending the manuscript to my critique partners and beta readers, this is a mercy proofreading, really, so they're not subjected to the sloppy remains of my own enthusiastic editing. I respect their time and don't want them to have to wade through simple mistakes I should have caught myself. Number two, after my betas are finished with the book and I'm finished with their suggestions. This is way down the line, right before the book goes to my editor before publication. At this point, the manuscript has probably been through the ringer two or three more times and needs spruced up again for my editor's sake. And three, before publication, obviously. And how do I spot typos? I use a method that, in my experience, is 99% accurate. I upload my book to my Kindle keyboard and use the read aloud feature to have my book read to me while I read along. Okay, so let's sum up. How do you edit your book? If it was easy, you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast. But if you break down the process into the above steps, you'll find it's much easier than you imagine to take that raw, hot mess of a first draft and turn it into something solid and even spectacular. Now, if you'd like more tips on how to edit your book, don't forget that last Wednesday I had a blast participating in a live video panel on NaNoWriMo's Spreecast channel with best-selling authors Cami Garcia and James Scott Bell. We talked specifically about how to take your awesome nano novel and figure out what to do with it in the in-between months between November. So, If you missed catching our fun when it was live, you can watch the replay by visiting my site and finding the transcription of this episode. You'll find the link to the replay at the bottom. So, happy editing. Thank you for listening to the Wordplay Podcast. To read a transcript of this episode, you can visit my website at helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com. And be sure to check back again next week.